Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about how Trials of Osiris was delayed until November the 27th. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live at SNTRlive.com. And if you want to find all my content in one location, you can go to SNTRnetwork.com. But the best place if you want to do these live interactions in Q&A, again, is SNTRlive.com. So... This is this came as a bit of a surprise and a shock. I mean, there have been some glitches and some bugs that have been found, but I don't think anybody anticipated having trials pushed out this quickly, especially given it was on the calendar. This was on the uh, you know the season pass calendar, so this was not something that was planned. This was not something that they uh, probably anticipated doing. Uh, however, they they sent out a tweet. So what we're going to do is we're going to walk through what was said, and then we're going to talk about stasis in the Crucible, as well as some other things at the end of the video. So this is the exact quote from the Bungie Help Twitter. They said, due to a recently discovered issue, Trials of Osiris will not be available until the weekend of November 27th, 2020. Now, I went, I clicked on the tweet. They did not expand upon this. They had not said anything they didn't say what the discovered issue was, so there's lots of theories flying around. So they didn't say it further. Oh, but we do know of two glitches and two bugs. I have no idea how to do them. But there is an infinite super glitch that warlocks can take advantage of, as well as a weird stuttery, glitchy movement thing that warlocks can do. And we're not sure if this is the reason why. Uh, it could be if those are the reasons why, that Bungie does not want to promote those. If you remember back to Forsaken, I'm sorry, not Forsaken, if you remember back to Taken King, there was an infinite tether glitch that caused Trials to get put on hold for the weekend uh, so they could have time to patch that. And it could be related to this, and they may just not want to highlight that and you know, and let people kind of know, hey, you can do this thing uh, with the Warlocks. Now, there are some theories that it might have to do with stasis in the current state of builds and bugs. I have played approximately 40 games of comp. It has not been very fun. It is very sweaty, but it is also very, very much overrun with stasis. And this is likely going to be the narrative of this season in Crucible, is that stasis is changing ruining, breaking, whatever word you want to use. Stasis is really, really changing the Crucible. And uh, I predicted uh, after they outlined their weather blog about how they didn't want to have the weather create a negative impact on the core experience. I believe Stasis back then, I thought it would have a negative impact just based on the footage that we had seen. And I feel even after 40 games, it is having a negative impact. Now, we just did the Rageous Roundtable, and Wish You Luck thinks that it's actually going to be great for casuals because it helps them kind of kill people that maybe they otherwise couldn't, but it's going to be rough for the more competitive players. So let's just come down here and talk about it. Stasis in the Crucible. Uh, The community feedback about Stasis in the Crucible has been pretty negative so far. I've seen people who are like, I live in the Crucible. That's all I really, really want to play. And it is really, really not fun. One of the primary pieces of feedback on Reddit right now, not that Reddit is the barometer for the entire community, but the Reddit barometer is is really, really highlighting both stasis and what it's doing to Crucible as well as sunsetting. We'll do a separate video about sunsetting and how I felt the communication was really unclear and inaccurate with respect to how sunsetting is working in the game right now. But outside of sunsetting, the number one thing I saw was stasis. Now, 
I played 30 plus games. Apparently, according to Wolverine, it was more around 40 games of comp. And I can definitely say it is having a strong effect on, on, on the Crucible with respect to the flow of combat, map flow and rhythm, as well as just gunplay in the crucible I, I was not able to really get into gunfights it was very very awkward and, and and odd it did feel like once we got on some more of the you know bigger more open maps that are maybe a little bit more traditional it, it, you know, like d1 maps it seemed to open things up a bit but when you were on maps like cauldron or anomaly it felt to be pretty spammy and pretty annoying uh there were a handful of teams that we we could beat Without breaking a step, if we were able to just get in gunfights that, you know, you could tell they lacked that primary gun skill, but the minute they had their stasis abilities, it changed the flow of everything. The Warlock Melee is one of the ones that is being highlighted right now. It's pretty frustrating. It's pretty, it's pretty free. It's pretty much a gimme, as well as the Cold Snap Grenade, which tracks through a door and around a corner it is very very strong and uh, extremely influential over the flow of the game so we don't know if this is why trials was put on hold it's possible that Bungie wants to take the next couple of weeks to make some tweaks before we get into trials or it could be just related to the bugs there's kind of competing theories and philosophies right now uh, is this just because they want chaos they want it to feel like mayhem they want it to be more approachable and fun for the more mid lane more casual player uh, do they not really care about the competitive scene you know at all is this is this a focused thing and uh, and what will it do long term uh, broken builds with high melee refresh and grenade refresh rates are already showing up and it's really creating what I call the mayhem effect I don't know about you but I can play mayhem for about an afternoon and then I'm good I don't want to play that every day so even if the even if the theory is correct if the theory is correct that this is appealing to casual players I don't know what the staying power will be is this going to be something that people are going to want to do week in week out for the foreseeable future Uh, you know feeling like the crucible is basically mayhem Uh, in times past there were supers that showed up that were really really strong like nova warp or hammers in the taken king where they did the supers ended up getting nerfed later the difference between a super and stasis currently is that stasis has a much higher frequency of presence in the crucible Uh, if you run a quick cooldown on melee and grenades and you run weapons that help with that that's going to lead to a really, really high frequency of getting frozen. Uh, if it was only the supers that were freezing you and killing you, it wouldn't be as bad. You're kind of accustomed to that anyway. When somebody pops a super, it's probably going to be one or two free kills uh, at a minimum. So, my my thoughts on this is that the player base will be the determining factor here. You know, you guys know me whenever we've talked about these sorts of things. I've always said player base numbers are the things to watch. That's the most indicative proof of how something is being received. The Trials player base numbers have struggled ever since the relaunch of Trials of Osiris. And this delay uh, with the Adept weapons, you know, on the horizon could help if they can mitigate some of the problems and bugs and glitches or maybe even lower the effect of stasis now obviously the concern is we don't want stasis nerfed in pve let me state that very very clearly i do not want people who come up with really really great builds for melee and grenade uptime in stasis to have their builds nerfed in pve because 
you know, because of uh, because of the crucible, that will be extremely uh, frustrating. And we have a typo. Yeah, player base with determinant. I meant to type that with determinant. Yeah, player base will determinant. <laughs> so, thank you for catching that. So, you know, that's going to be the main question about trials. You know, the, the numbers really, really struggled. Will adept weapons be enough to carry that player base and that weekly engagement? You know, those numbers are they going to? Uh, are they going to to help with that? You know, are the adept weapons going to keep people coming back every weekend, or is Stasis going to make it very, very unwelcoming? Once people get really, really nasty builds and really great uptime, it may be extremely frustrating to play trials. Crucible daily engagement numbers also are prone to quick decline after a season starts because Bungie, you know, traditionally and even in this season, they don't do much to give you a reason to be in Crucible on a regular basis. Shadowkeep maintained good numbers for Season of Undying. I'm fairly certain that was because there was a uh, a pursuit weapon at the time, Pinnacle, Adept, whatever they called it. There was a weapon pursuit at that time and the numbers were really, really strong. And then as soon as we got out of the Shadowkeep Season of Dying era, there was no long-term grind or goal anymore and they had made some changes to skill-based matchmaking and the numbers plummeted very very quickly my prediction at this time and i'm not trying to be a negative nancy i'm not trying to harp on one thing and only talk about it my contention is that in about a month maybe even less i believe the numbers will drop sharply I do not believe this has staying power. Even in the short term, if it really appeals to casual players and it gives it that arcade game feel, it's not going to be very fun to feel like you have to run stasis. Or some folks have said there are aspects and fragments to minimize the effects of stasis. Well, not everyone's going to want to spec into that just to enjoy Crucible or just to enjoy Trials. Bungie's going to have to figure out the identity of the Crucible and the role of Stasis. If their goal here is to create chaos and let it reign supreme, and then in the coming seasons, they're going to add more more aspects and fragments to the other subclasses to give maybe them some of that chaos and some of that staying power. I would be welcome to see that, but it's really the crowd control, the, the, the immobilization of the player, as well as the frequency with which players can do it, that I think really is standing in the way of people having a good time long-term even if you're having fun in the short term I do think it's going to be rough long term and I don't know how they fix this without it becoming really really frustrating to those in PvE who are enjoying the builds and could care less uh, and could not care less about the PvP so I don't know if we're going to transition to Q&A or not we'll see about doing that I do want to kind of get back into the game and get into the grind so as always if you're listening to this recording elsewhere you can catch me live at sntrlive.com and if you're here live don't go anywhere as always if you're listening elsewhere please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about how Trials is getting a delay to the 27th. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching uh, as like a recording on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SNTRlive.com if you want to watch these live Monday through Friday. If you're listening on uh, those locations and you'd like all my content in one location, feel free to check out sntrnetwork.com as the hub for the Rageous Roundtable, Repeat Theater, and this show as well. First question coming in from Rain the Dark. Do you feel that Stasis has negatively affected Crucible and was a factor as to why Trials was delayed? I personally have been having a wonderful time with Stasis in PvP, but it sounds like it cracked, it's cracked in Crucible. Yeah, see... We, we don't really know until Bungie says. So I think if I'm going to make 
a prediction that's the most likely to be accurate they discovered something that was causing a problem whether it was a glitch or a bug the infinite super or the movement okay so that's the most likely to be true one that's less likely to be true is that they say is is, is that they're saying look we got to figure some of this out in the next two weeks and put out a patch because this is terrible there's some potential builds maybe that we haven't even seen yet there's going to be listen there's going to be videos, there's going to be guides, there are going to be builds that we haven't even fully realized yet that are going to be absolutely nasty and potentially frustrating to play against. And I I feel like there's a big difference between a shotgun meta or a sniper meta or some sort of weapon meta where you can get one, lean in, and use it also. This feels different. Um, this This feels different because to me... Uh, it there's a constant sort of disruption of play flow of shooting of all of that. So I don't know. There's also the, the you know the the people that say, well, they knew what this was going to be like. They wanted to be chaotic. They wanted to be crazy. It appeals to the casuals. Um, I remember in Fortnite, you would see people complaining about things like the boombox and the sword, and Epic ate that up. It promotes the game. It gets everybody talking. Oh my gosh, you can use a boombox and get easy kills. You can use a sword and get easy kills. And people are looking at Stasis and maybe saying very, very similar things. Like, oh wow, you can get really, really easy kills in the Crucible. You can freeze people, man. I'm not very good at gunplay. I mean, some of the teams we lost to... I never lost a gunfight to them. I didn't. I just kept getting frozen. They just stacked up their abilities. They stacked up their refresh rates. And we couldn't even get in gunfights, you know? We were losing to teams and losing to gunfights. But a lot of the teams I was losing to, we were not losing to the team. We were losing to Stasis. And I think that's generally where things are kind of breaking down for a lot of the player bases. It's not something you can... you, You don't necessarily feel like you can adjust to it or change. And so... The real question, I think, is what is Bungie's goal and what happens if they don't achieve that goal? So let's just imagine that this is all intentional. This is all planned. They're totally okay with it. They want the chaos, okay? That's their goal. And if they don't achieve that goal, if it ends up being really unappealing and the numbers plummet and the numbers drop and it's bad for the game and it's bad for matchmaking, well, do they have a plan to pivot to? Do they have changes that they've considered making as like, okay, if players are, you know, are are complaining about these things and not really wanting to do these things, you know, what are we going to do to, to minimize the effect that stasis is having uh they've not really stated what their goal is they've not really stated their philosophy for um for stasis in the crucible they haven't really stated it so until they state their philosophy what they're okay with what they're not okay with we have no idea if if this is going to stay the way that it is long term uh, it, it could be a seasonal thing. It could be temporary. And again, it could be something they're planning to do with the other subclasses. They could plan to bring aspects and fragments to the other subclasses and in so doing make them kind of crazy in their own season. And all of a sudden, you know, Dawnblade is really good and Striker Titan's insane. And, you know, and it's shutting down, you know, Iostasis and it brings, you know, some balance to the force. I truly don't know. I truly don't know. They haven't really outlined what they're wanting to do and all we know is, is that there was a discovered problem or issue that caused trials to be delayed and i i can't help but think it probably is primarily being driven by a glitch and a bug but i also can't help but think that stasis is related here there could be as i said builds 
and and synergies that we haven't even considered yet that are going to really really cause problems um for it's not about the strength of the abilities either it's not about the strength of the supers it's about the frequency with which you can use these abilities to get you know complete crowd control over an area how often that uptime is there is the main issue and if they nerf the uptime that's going to be upsetting for people in pve who have really enjoyed the uptime and the builds that they've come up with Joseph Young, do you think they should implement a change in damage and freeze time related to stasis? We know they can change based on PvP or PvE, like the hard light. By the way, loving the show and positivity. Thank you. I mean, this is like the number one thing people are... um, This is the number one thing people are centering on, is I'm immobilized, and if I try to get out of it, I take a bunch of damage. That's where they could maybe set their sights first. Lower how long you're frozen and remove the damage for breaking out. Because that isn't necessarily going to do anything to PvE. You could even minimize... Okay, so right now, if you try to freeze like an ogre, an ogre just doesn't freeze. He freezes for like a split second and he breaks out, right? So Bungie can create independent freeze timers depending on the thing that's being frozen. So you can do the same thing to Guardians. Now, I don't know if it's related to our health. If it's if it's that if it's related to our health, then that can't really be fixed. But I would wager to say the amount of time that we're frozen, we have more health and we take longer to kill than the trash ads that are frozen for the same amount of time in PvE. So if they can create individual freeze timers for for Guardians and not affect what these freezes do in PvE, lower the freeze timer, and then if you break out, lower the damage as well. So that you're incentivized to like protect your buddy, help him break out, and then no harm, no foul. It merely served as crowd control. Given that the grenade, you know, the, 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 the cold snap grenade is... I think the cold snap grenade's gonna get a nerf maybe to tracking and then I think the warlock melee may get a nerf as well uh, and require a direct hit for slow instead of freeze and the same with cold snap they'll 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 nerf tracking and just make it slow you down instead of uh, instead of freeze you solid as soon as it touches you so it, it, I think if they set their sights on some of those things it won't really mess with you know PVE um, you're never really in a scenario where you need a grenade to track around the corner uh, and get somebody. And again, if they can affect the, if they, if they can change the effects independent of PVE, then guardians are getting slow to not frozen. But you wouldn't feel that effect in your PVE combat. It would still feel like a nice strong grenade. It would still feel like a nice strong option to immobilize um, certain units. Because listen, after I played through the campaign. There's a handful of predictions I'm going to make about the raid. I think I think scouts are going to have a role. I think there's going to be distance enemies that are going to be really pesky. Uh, and I'm basing this on the Glassway Strike, uh, as well as some of the other environments. They're, they're, they're enjoying putting uh, distance enemies to be a bit of a headache for you. And they're also really overwhelming you while that's happening. So stasis and slowing and walling and, and freezing... Uh, it's gonna actually, I think, play a huge part in the raid if you, you know, you want to control an area. So I would not expect, um, I would not expect them to 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 put something like this in the game and have it get like zero play in the end game because it's basically becoming a winter wonderland in Crucible, and you know, end game PVE will likely start to look the same. I would think. 
Uh, next question from Agent Atwood. Do you believe that they are delaying trials to implement a proper anti-cheat? If so, how well do you believe it'll be? And then the other game, do you believe that they should get their inspiration? Oh, what other game should they get their inspiration from? So I seen some screenshots of the two-factor authentication that's on the horizon. They're going to make you do that in order to play, and people are really hoping this is going to clean the Crucible up. They send their cease and desist to Perfect Aim. Perfect Aim is going to have to stop distribution eventually, and the, and the subscription services aren't going to work anymore. But then there's some other company that picked it up and is continuing the distribution and maintaining, or you know, at least that's what I heard. Um, somebody put that in the Reddit, uh, in, in a Reddit thread. No, it might have been the Discord yesterday. That, nah, it's the, the, some other company picked up the, the cheats for distribution. Uh, so two-factor could help. Uh, two-factor is more of an afterthought, though. It only really works on people who get banned and try to come back in. Uh, it doesn't really work on people who haven't been banned yet. Uh, if this is why they delayed, then their tweet doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They said a recently discovered issue. So to me, I think it's, again, if I'm a betting man, like what's the most likely you know, reason is the infinite super for Warlock and the movement glitch for Warlock. I think those are likely the reasons that they decided to do this, and it's not like a, you know, hey, we gotta implement a proper anti-cheat. I don't think they're going to implement a proper anti-cheat. Uh, I think they're going to continue to try to go after the cheat distribu- distributors as well as use two-factor to keep cheaters from coming back in so easily. Now, a lot of people aren't going to have any problem getting back in. They're not. They're, they're not going to have any problem getting back in. You know, they'll, they'll figure out how to get around it. But a lot of the low-hanging fruit, you know, younger audience members who have been cheating that will, um, you know, that will start to uh, fall off because there's only so many phone numbers you can get before maybe your parents or somebody's going to be like, what are you doing? Why do you need so many phone numbers? Um, and it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a half measure that would complement true anti-cheat, but it's not a full measure that's actually going to stop cheating uh, in, in PC. And, and if, we're, if what we're hearing is correct, if that the consoles are going to get the 120 FPS uh, once they push out the update in December, if that is in fact true... I think the the player versus player crucible crowd on the PC is actually in in a bit of trouble because a lot of folks are just going to exodus and they're like, I'm just going to go play console. Now they're not going to be able to run mouse and keyboard, but you know, a lot of people can adapt back to getting on the sticks and being okay. And you're going to see that, that shift in, uh, in player distribution, which will be really unenjoyable for people who want to play on PC because that's going to increase the likelihood of you facing cheaters if the legitimate players vacate to go back and play on the uh, next-gen consoles. Horn Joe, do you think Bungie should have used the grayout system to remove all stasis from trials instead of postponing? See, they're not going to do this, okay? They're not going to be like, hey... Here's these awesome stasis powers. For every person that hates stasis in the Crucible, there's probably one person that also likes it. So you gotta be really careful here. This is really delicate. You put something really awesome and fun, and this guy or this girl or this person is just loving running around the Crucible and freezing people, throwing down walls, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, we're taking stasis out of the Crucible. I just don't think that would go over very well. Personally, I don't think it belongs in Crucible, but... I'm just approaching it from a more old school mindset of what player versus player environments should look like. And this is creating an environment that doesn't seem to have an identity. Um, it's starting to feel more like, and it's, it's starting to feel less like a shooter and more like a, a, a class or character based 
game like an like an it's not like Overwatch, but it's like an it's like an Overwatch knockoff. It's what it's starting to feel like, and I'm not just saying that because of May, uh, in in the freezing in the walls, but it's it's feeling less and less like a shooter and. That, because of that, again, going back to the previous question, you know, a couple questions ago, Bungie has to outline, like, what's their goal here? Long term, what do they want the Crucible to look like in a year? Yes, thank you. It's like a hero shooter. Right, right, right. It feels less gun-based, it feels more abilities-based, more like an arcade game, and I know, you know, somebody in chat saying PvP environments change, that's the natural order of things. I am not saying it's wrong. Hear me out. Hear me out on this. My question is, what is Bungie's goal long term? What do you want this place to look like in a year? And after a month or so, do you think the trajectory is set? Are we on the way? Are we going to where you want to go? They're the captain of the ship. They're the developers. They're the ones casting the vision. They're the ones driving. Where are you taking us? If Crucible looks dramatically different in 12 months, there is no, that's right, that's wrong. It's, how's the player base responding? That's how I ended the talk, right? Ultimately, the proof is always in the pudding. The proof is always in the pudding. If you think this recipe is better, all right, well, let's see how people are responding. You know, if you're a restaurant and you dramatically change the recipe of your pizza, the proof of if you made the right decision or not is if pizza sales go up or down. If they stay the same, I guess you could consider that a victory, especially if the change in ingredients is saving you money and increasing your margins. But there is no right or wrong recipe here. It's, yeah, we made this dramatic change to the feel and the identity and the DNA of Crucible and... The proof will be, are the consumers consuming it? You know, a month from now, if the Crucible numbers are in the toilet, you have your answer. You can like it. You can love it. You can want some more of it. I'm never going to tell you not to play or not to like something. But if the player base vacates, it ain't going to matter much. You're going to have less and less people to play each week. And no matter how much you like it, the true determiner of of if they'll continue to go down this pathway for Crucible is if they're actually getting the engagement they're looking for. Now, again, Bungie may have thresholds of... Uh, oh, the date's wrong. I keep forgetting to change that. Bungie may have thresholds of, of, uh, of engagement that they're okay with. So we may look at it and be like, oh my gosh, Crucible numbers dropped again. But Bungie may look at it and be like, yeah, we're okay with that. We know that traditionally, no matter what we do, the Crucible numbers settle into this predictable threshold of engagement. And because of that, we are, uh, we're okay with these changes. If they drop below a threshold that they're comfortable with, well, then they're going to have to consider what they're going to do to either right the ship or, uh, or correct it in order to you know maintain those players and maintain that engagement. Because you have to consider something. Game Pass players get get stasis. Free-to-play players don't. So you're going to start to get this divide where players start to feel like, I, I can't even compete. I'm constantly getting frozen. Now, they have two choices. A free-to-play player can say, this sucks, I'm out. Or they can say, fight fire with fire, or in this case, fight ice with ice. I am going to buy the pass. I'm going to buy the the expansion because I want stasis. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of getting frozen. I'm sick of this, you know, I'm sick of getting killed by Elsa, you know? (laughs) And so that's the true test. 
the, the question about this is not whether or not you like it, think it's okay, or think it's fresh, fun, or shaking things up, or if you think it's the worst thing since ever. None of those opinions really matter. What really matters is engagement. If you truly dislike it, I mean, you really dislike it, and you don't want this to be a thing, the best thing for you to do is to not play Crucible and voice your opinion in a respectful way. If they see a significant exodus and a significant downturn in Crucible numbers and people are making reasoned, well-articulated arguments, that's the only way you're going to get them to consider changing. If you just keep on playing and you just keep yelling at your television set and you're getting salty and angry and it's ruining your day and putting you in a bad mood and then you go and spew some angry rant on the forums or Reddit, they they ain't going to change anything because you're still playing. You're still padding the numbers and you're not saying anything worthy of substance. You see? So it's like if that's the only way you're going to get this needle to move. You just figured it out. This was an intentional way to sell the DLC in stasis to free-to-play players, make it unplayable without. I don't want to see a sinister plot in here. I think they wanted to add stasis to the game because it's awesome, and their primary driver is to, you know, move the story and the world forward, and, and Crucible's getting drug along behind it like a, an empty can of soda on a, on a just-married can, a car. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't, I don't know. Crucible is just getting, you know drug across the coals with this one uh or in this case drug across the ice cubes it is i don't i don't think it's like a sinister plot i think they wanted to make you know pve awesome i mean look at europa and the setting and the storms and the snow I, you know you can tell this was a this was a uh an actual plan they wanted to do with the game and the story so Again, if the new players don't buy in, they think this sucks, I'm out. I'm not buying the expansion. That feels like pay to win. And they vacate. And the core audience also vacates. And you make well-reasoned, well-articulated posts on the forums and Reddit. That's the only way you're going to get Bungie to listen. You can rant and scream and demand a refund all you want or say the Crucible's broken. If you keep playing and your friends keep playing and the new players start buying Beyond Light because they keep playing and they want the powers and they want it, Bungie's going to look at the stats and say, I mean, you're complaining, but everything looks really nice. Like, everybody's continuing to play. We got no concerns here. You're only going to get their attention with those two things. Really good communication and don't touch the Crucible. By the way, I am not advocating for a boycott. I'm simply saying that is the strongest way to make your voice heard. The weakest way to make your voice heard is to continue to engage with the content and then just go rant and rave. Like, it's why I always skip the Fanatic Strike. I skip the Fanatic Strike every time I get it. Why? I want to be a consistent data point somewhere on some spreadsheet that that strike sucks. That's how Exodus Crash got changed. It was the most skipped strike. It got the least engagement. If people continue to back out of the, uh, out of the Fanatic Strike, instead of just calling it lame and stupid and dumb, and then they play it anyway, well... If you, if you back out of that strike consistently and you make a well-reasoned argument on Reddit or forums or wherever about why it's a garbage fight and a terrible encounter and it's not fun, especially when it's Arc Burn, Arc Singe, then they might take a look at it the way they did at Exodus Crash. Same rules apply for Crucible. If you don't like it, you got two options. Learn to live with it and adapt and enjoy freezing people. Maybe get some of these aspects and fragments and start, you know, taking a crack at it. Maybe you can learn to love it. If you can't learn to love it and you can't embrace it and you can't and you can't be the meta, you just hate the meta, then best thing to do is to disengage and to re- and, and to express that complaint. 
So apparently the moon repeatable bounties are giving 300% XP. That's wonderful. I'm going to have to make sure and do that today. Maybe I'll do that instead of Gambit. <laughs> so that's a nice little short Q&A, little 20 minute. We, we're, 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 trying to, we're trying to balance, uh, strike a balance between me playing, grinding, and answering questions and having discussions. So if you're here in the live audience, don't go anywhere. We'll fiddle around with these moon bounties, maybe. Take a look at them. And then we'll also maybe take a crack at Gambit. Apparently, it's a really, really great way to level up, and it's not nearly as bad as competitive. So we will check into that this afternoon. If you're listening to this recording, you can always watch us at sntrlive.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.